When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I cannot believe what we just saw down in Atlanta. Rob Thompson had me shitting bricks when he pulled Ranger out of after three and two thirds innings. And me and Tyler looked at each other and said, we need 16 outs from the bullpen. And everything worked. It was a pure baseball masterclass. And all I can do is tip my hat topper. That was something special. Renee's down in Florida with her other job, but she was tied to the TV watching from afar. Welcome in, Renee. The Phillies are up. What? Nothing. I called it. Uh, listen, so hype after that game. Thrilled. I love that Harry is correcting me, by the way, Tyler and I. <laughs> Um, but look, what a game. We talked about pregame, a lot of things that we were expecting. And the one thing that Tyler mentioned was Rob Thompson was his personal watch. Yeah. Holy shit, Rob. <laughs> Rob was out there, not checkers, and showing everybody, I can go deep in the bullpen, no problem. Pull Ranger early, no problem, because uh, it paid off. It paid off. Rob, you win, man. You win. I... Uh... I still can't believe what we just saw. If you didn't hear it during the broadcast, and yes, my throat is a little coarse uh, from yelling here in studio. I have, a, I have bitch vocal cords, apparently, and uh, anytime I yell excitedly over baseball games, uh, they seem to fail me. Uh, so in the stadium here in studio, it doesn't really matter. Uh, when that double play got turned, I, and we're going to go through the whole game, I wanted to take my clothes off and run around the block, and it's very very reminiscent of the Jimmy Rollins turn double play uh, in 2008. Um, if it, a buddy of mine did a video and side by side, it is scary uh, how much the plays looked alike. So ergo, Renee, the only thing I can um, draw from that is that the Phillies are a team of destiny. Destiny for sure. Well, I'm glad you didn't go streaking around the neighborhood, Jamie. Uh, you know, I'm, not everybody needs to see all that. Happy you're, you decided not to, and instead, pouring it out, horse yeah. voice, take that instead. But look, it is, it is eerie, all the similarities that this team, this game, this series has had to the past. And I know we talked about some of it in the pregame show, um, even the fact they took for the second straight year, game one of the NLDS versus Atlanta. 
I mean, like it's it's this team right now is it's, it feels des like destiny. It feels like kismet, if that's the right term, I believe. But I love everybody in the chat. Welcome you guys to PHLY Phillies post game show. Ten more topper. Listen, if anybody was nervous, like I was, I was saying at one point I was pulling my hair out. I was gonna be bald like you, Jamie, because that game, holy shit, you were <laughs> everything. Yeah, it, was my, my... it was some. It was some. <laughs> crazy calls it was some crazy decisions it was some crazy plays it was just all around crazy and if we have more games like this coming none of us will have a voice or hair no i'm in trouble over the course of this next week uh my my voice is is hanging by a thread already and it's only game one and what a game it was if you missed the announcers first time since 2001 that the team that led major league baseball goes scoreless in game one of the playoffs and they only got three and two thirds out of their starting pitcher uh say unbelievable time, say one more time for the people in the back unbelievable the braves got shut out their ass got shut out the best lineup offensively maybe in baseball history where you at where you at, blooper? Bring your dumbass outside. Fanatic, you can catch his hands anytime. <laughs> Boy, that was just unbelievable. I mean, to, they only had five hits, and they were all singles. Nobody got hit hard, uh, you know, for such a dominant uh, offensive team for them to. And this, we talked about it leading up to the game, you know, close to 10 days off, whatever it ended up being for the starters. That's a long time to take off this time of the year. And, you know, they talked about their simulated games and they talked about last season, how it felt like they were trying to hit the cobwebs off the bat. Well, uh, maybe you should stop getting the one seed, you dumbasses, because it doesn't seem to be going too well for you. I love everybody in the chat of uh, just saying all the foolishness, all the foolishness. Where's, where's John Blaze? I don't see you, John Blaze. Yeah, where, where you at, at John in Blaze? the chat? Where you, where you ass at? <laughs> uh, but look, <laughs> it's wild that um, we absolutely talked about all the things in this game that we expected to happen, predicted to happen. We talked about blooper. People were making posts <laughs> on Twitter about bloopers lookalike, saying that blooper looks like one. Of, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say who. That blooper looks like one of the Braves coaches. They're like, oh, that's where bloopers face <laughs> came from. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, that this team is this team is special. The Phillies are so fun to watch. And to shut out the Braves, who, as you talked about, historic moment in itself. But coming into even August, September, everybody was Braves this, Braves that. And it's only one game. We get that. But it's quite a way to start off the series. And it sets the tone for the rest of the series. You're able to hold them scoreless, win a game, Seven different pitchers that you go through in the bullpen. Unbelievable. So in the rotation that you pull Ranger early and everyone's like, holy crap, why are you doing this, Rob? Doesn't matter because Rob was in his bag go, 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 go today. And it yeah. was just phenomenal to watch that next player up mentality as the Phillies pulled off this win. What a fun one. Yeah, Crazy uh, we're going to go through it. But look, we said it earlier today on the pregame show. The goal here in Atlanta is just go one and one. And you saw their sleepy-ass fans down in Atlanta. I mean, Jesus, guys. That was pathetic. And we'll get to their scumbag tendencies in a little bit because we got to make sure the national media doesn't forget about that story. Uh, but let's go inside the, the, the decision of the game. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper gets his and Trey Turner with a phenomenal play and a lot to get into. But the decision of the game 
was Rob Thompson's. And he, I heard him pregame. He said, you know, with, with Sunday off and Tuesday off, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to have a short hook. We're going to use the bullpen. Everybody's ready to go. I, at the time, completely disagreed with it. I thought Ranger had let up two kind of soft contact hits a little bit. And I was like, man, he's, he's kind of been a little unflappable um, with you. Doesn't he kind of get that equity to work out of this? But Rob Thompson didn't care. Ranger hated it. I think the majority of Philly's Twitter uh, hated it from the reactions I was seeing. Uh, what was your thoughts when it happened? Because Tyler and I looked at each other and go, oh, man, 16 outs. This is going to be tough. That was everybody's thought. 16? We still have 16 outs to go, and you're already pulling Ranger danger? Um, and like you mentioned, it was early, and it was soft, and it's not like Ranger was in any danger. It felt like Ranger was pitching still pretty well. Um, but I, you know what? We were all scared. But in that moment, for Rob to put the trust in six other guys to take the mound and be able to close out the game, that is something from a coaching standpoint, beyond just getting the victory, that is major, major for your clubhouse that you have the audacity to say pregame, we have days off, we're going to go deep into our rotation and then actually continue to do it. Game one against the Braves and you win that's the type of stuff that literally can take a team and elevate their play because it shows, hey, Topper's got trust in me. Rob trusts that I don't care if you're Orion and this is your, you know, your first postseason in the in the majors or you're Craig Kimbrell. Whoever it is, you're gonna step up and deliver. So it is something magical. I know Casper the Ghost was saying that in the chat too. Something magical is happening when you have your head honcho that's able to instill that confidence in your bullpen in a mate this isn't the mets we're talking about this isn't the last game of the regular season we're talking nlds game one so we were all shitting bricks respectfully but rob thompson over there was was dishing rob thompson over there was literally feeding his team the confidence that's gonna come to the end of this season i think we're gonna look back on this as a defining moment to be honest yeah, and sometimes Destiny, uh, for a quick little update in the other game going on, uh, Diamondbacks are already up 5 nothing on Clayton Kershaw. Sometimes teams of Destiny get a little help, and sometimes they get a little easier path. And who knows, if the Diamondbacks can knock off the Dodgers, I'm starting to think irrationally because I didn't think they were going to take game one. I thought they were going to take game two with Zach Wheeler on the mound because the weird thing about tonight was Spencer Strider was great. Um, you know, his slider was filthy, but guess what? The Phillies bullpen was better. And that's a wild thing to say. And you saw Spencer Strider in the dugout kind of giving it to his pitching coach. Like, no, get me back in that game. I want to go back out. Uh, but wasn't good enough. Spencer. Sorry. You know, buddy. you know what I love about that? Jamie, sorry to interrupt. That's a moment where it's like two totally different stories. You got over here, the Phillies going into deep into their bullpen, having trust in the next guy that takes the mound, not questioning Rob, even though we all questioned Rob, not questioning Rob, but on the other side, Spencer, stupid mustache, pants, too tight, Strider <laughs> is mad because he feels like he should be the guy. And granted, like you said, he was pitching very well. It is, you know, you, you want to ride that momentum, but two completely different types of teams, two completely different types of fans 
We wouldn't throw stuff on the field like that. We wouldn't be quiet when our team is struggling. Two completely different mascots. But that moment, in all seriousness, for Spencer Strider to be arguing and be so mad, that to me was like, we won. We won. That, yeah. Like, that's the moment. You want to see your opponents fussing and cussing and mad and angry. So that is like the ultimate sign of not only rebeating you, we are throwing you so far off your game. You're doing stuff that's unprofessional and just looks bad all around. And so I loved that moment for what it meant for the Phillies overall that we we're like over here, calm, cool, and collected as we go deep into our bullpen and Strider's losing his shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out to my buddy Eric in the chat. He says I should have shotgunned this beer. Uh, sorry. Uh, maybe at the end of the show, I'll shotgun one. Uh, but the chat's always cracking me up. Spiral Out says Strider drinks his beers with a straw. I can totally see that. Um, but yeah, those scumbag, those scumbag Braves fans, this is not the first time or the second time. This is repeated history with them bombarding things on the field. And I hope the national talking point and, and shout out Jeff Passan from ESPN who right away lambasted them on Twitter. It's good to see somebody on the national stage actually say something about it because for some reason, if it's not Philadelphia, you're not allowed to bash the fan base. And even the Turner guys, of course, because of where they're based out of, are going, oh, you know, just a couple idiots out here. If that happened in Philadelphia, do you think they're saying a couple idiots out here are throwing bottles on the field? Or do you think they're going, in 1968, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus? What do you think? Which is it, Renee? That's an easy answer. I'm going to go um, B for yeah. 500, Jamie, because there is no way – no way any Philly fan could ever do anything like that. And it'd just be so swept under the rug. They literally cleaned up the field, continued talking about it, resumed play. We didn't hear anything else about it. No. Meanwhile, in Philly, we still hear about the batteries getting thrown. We still hear about Santa Claus getting pummeled with snowballs. We still hear about all of that stuff. And you guys will never let Philly fans live it down. And in that moment, it was the reality. First of all, it's not just Philly fans that are crazy. How crazy are you to sit quietly? Game one of the NLDS. Yeah, You're so weak. Now, it's still a very winnable game. You're not cheering. And I know somebody tweeted out, Spencer Strider gets booed at home. I mean, the Braves get booed at home, too. I mean, you're, this is the playoffs we're talking about, and you're not cheering on your team. You're booing everything you don't like that your team is doing, and then you have the audacity to throw stuff on the field? We would never. We yeah, would never. I mean, you're right about that. They were booing. They were quiet. I looked at Tyler because it's just the two of us here alone in the gorgeous PHLY studios, and I looked at him, and I was like, man, can you imagine – uh, this crowd reaction at Citizens Bank Park. Like, it was pathetic. Spencer Strider was in a big spot, two strikes in, I think, the sixth. And it was like, let's go, Spencer. You can do it, Spencer. We have a lot of racist relatives. Go ahead, Spencer. It was. It's just a pathetic fan base. It really is. So you got the split in Atlanta, which is huge. Because now... You get to flip it on them and bring it back to Citizens Bank Park. At worst, tied one or tied up one-one. At best, for a potential closeout game in the jungle with Aaron Nola on the mound. Uh, Zach Wheeler is one of the best big game pitchers in baseball right now, and 
He right now on DraftKings is, I believe, a plus 138 to win that. Uh, excuse yeah, plus 138 to win on Monday. Uh, so the Phillies have a golden opportunity here. No thanks to Rob Thompson for just uh, maybe having one of the best managed baseball games I've ever seen in my life. First of all, y'all are hilarious in the chat. This crowd brought to you by NyQuil. I love it. Spiral <laughs> out. I know. Got I know. Chris was also saying people were leaving after the double play. Um, the, you know, this this feels like the makings. I, I agree with you guys, Jamie. You're giving them too much credit for the, the Braves, and you're being realistic. Maybe. It is only one game, but to have that game as the first, the way you're starting off this series. And I know I talked pregame as I was the lone person out of the three of us saying that the Phillies were going to win this game. Tyler and Jamie both. Don't don't hurt your shoulder there, patting yourself on your back, Renee. It's <laughs> heavy, man. It's getting heavy carrying the load over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, this to me felt like the making of a game that was, if nothing else, solely off of the confidence of how we sent the Phillies off last week out of Citizens Bank Park. Those two games, obviously the Grand Slam helps, to say the least, but the way that they were playing in the wild card round, the way that they had the fans sent off, the standing ovations, those moments, then to get a day off, uh, two days off, excuse me, it felt like we were just going to continue right into today. And that's exactly what happened. Now for those Braves, uh, seems like the momentum did not carry over from those simulated games. Um, and the crowd, though, was consistent in the simulated games to what they had today, because the simulated games were also about a couple thousand fans in attendance. Um, they did like a fan appreciation thing. So at least that part was consistent for Atlanta. But overall, um, bums for sure. I will say I'm feeling confident in that the Philly smell blood. You win game one. You know oh, yeah. you have a chance to go up 2 nothing coming back to Citizens Bank Park. I don't see this team taking their foot off the gas. I think this is... Like we, like I talked about that Spencer Strider moment, the fans being quiet moments. Those are moments that it's the eye of the tiger. Like you're, you're out to smell blood now. It's not enough to just win game one. You want to make sure you are headed back home up to zero with a chance to close out in front of your fans. It doesn't get any better than that. So yeah. uh, I mean, it's going to get harder for Atlanta fans. Jamie, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I just, I just think back to Nola last game and how clutch that was to get it done in two games to allow Ranger and a fully rested bullpen to go tonight. Like Aaron Nola, uh, <laughs> I don't care about the regular season. If that's the Aaron Nola we're going to see from Wednesday night, uh, he was clutch. And to set this up for the Atlanta series, where now you have Zach Wheeler versus Max Freed and his shitty skin on his finger. Um, that's a huge advantage now. Yes, his, shin is, his skin is really shitty on his finger. Uh, he's got blisters all over the place. I hope they're pussing. I hope they're popping. I hope they're... Um, but Aaron Nola got you to that spot where Rob Thompson could go out there tonight and you know basically give a master class on baseball. And to think about the confidence that Rob has now instilled... And not only the position players and the clubhouse, but every guy in that bullpen. You know, Ranger hated it, and I hated it, and most of the people hated it because we all love Ranger. But the guys in that bullpen just got the biggest shot of confidence you could ask for. 
And that might be something you look back on when we're, you know, marching down Broad Street and going, man, game one of the divisional series, that bullpen became a whole nother monster. And it's all thanks to Rob Thompson and it, Thompson and his confidence in them. So I, I don't want to under, uh, you know, appreciate the mastery that went on tonight and the confidence that those guys could potentially get from it. And I think the other important thing to keep in mind um, as we talk about Rob Thompson playing chestnut checkers is we're not just talking about going deep in the bullpen and you have Christopher Sanchez out there. We're talking Sir Anthony. We're talking Sir Anthony's throwing gas tonight. Right. Craig Kimbrell, Matt Strom. I mean, these are guys. Jeff Hoffman's been steady. And Alvarado's been steady, don't get me wrong. But these are guys that we all, as the regular season was closing, were kind of like, mm, we're not really sure what we're going to get from them at the mound. Or Ryan, just because he's young. Um, but the other two, especially Sir Anthony and Craig, have been so up and down. So in this moment, to trust them early in the game, you didn't just bring them in, you know, eighth inning, ninth inning. To bring in Sir Anthony so early, to bring in um, Orion even Ooh. so early, that they each get an inning, they get you know they get some time at the mound, they get to feel the playoff vibe, and they most importantly get to know that their coach and manager Rob Thompson trusts them in these big moments. Now the other part about this that makes it more exciting is game one was a game that really was could be a toss up, as as you predicted and Tyler predicted. And this is my last time saying I got it. the three runs right. Um, you did get the three I, runs I did right. Get the three runs right. You did, you did. but you were you were correct in that it's it's game one. It really could be anybody's game, especially with Ranger Suarez pitching start. But now we get Zach Wheeler starting us off. Then yeah. Aaron Nola you off. Like that's why I'm, I know somebody in the chat was saying like keep your foot on their throat. The confidence, but then also the not only the confidence instilled in the guys tonight, but the confidence moving forward, knowing now we get Zach back starting. Now what, yeah. Bray? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you flipped the series. You really did. Spencer Strider was one of the best pitchers in baseball this year, and, a, and in particular against you. Now you flipped it, and now you have one of the best big game pitchers in baseball. He ain't no Clayton Kershaw, folks, because Clayton's getting rocked tonight. Um, Zach Wheeler has a chance to more or less end them on Monday because the Braves know, and they'll never admit this, if they go down 2 nothing and have to come back to that freaking place, which is, you know, there's home field advantages and then there's Philadelphia, as the broadcast said the other night. Um, good luck. You're not, you're not coming out of Philadelphia and bringing it back to Atlanta. Uh, it could be sweepish at that point if you win game two. Uh, so, you know, you really flip this series on its head and you just absolutely love to see it, Renee. You do. And no wonder they don't like Citizens Bank Park. Look at how your fans act. The, they don't cheer for you. They're booing you. They're throwing stuff on the field. You know, no wonder when you come into Citizens Bank Park and everyone's happy and you, we've got anonymous people buying $4,500 worth of beer for a section. We've got a great mascot that's dancing with the kids. You know, everybody's high-fiving and happy and cheering. No wonder because you're a hater. And you don't have the same fans supporting you. A lot of Atlanta fans are transplants. They're not true fans. They might be a Braves fan just for today and then tomorrow be like a Red Sox fan or something. And that's actually a real statement because somebody I know is that. Um, 
they're not they're not true diehard fans like Philly fans are. So you know it's only going to get harder because, as we know, home field advantage for the Phillies is an actual advantage because nobody wants to play at Citizens Bank Park. So it is great to see how this group came in, silenced everyone at Truist Park, had them fussing and mad, had Spencer Strider in the dugout mad, and had it's like you go into somebody's house and you just like completely start moving you, stuff around. You know, you know what it's like? It's like when you go in somebody's house and you upper deck their toilet. <laughs> that's what it's like. Because that's what the Phillies did to Truist Park tonight. They upper decked their toilet. And sorry for the immaturity. I just, I, I, it just, it just up- came to my mind. I had to say it. Uh, what is up? I, I know, Renee. I'm, I'm sorry. Clear for you. I'll grow up when we're going down Broad Street and we're having that parade. Um, shout out to Lisa who, in the chat room. Uh, I very much connect and feel with your comment. She said I had a great time watching the game with a bucket of alcohol yesterday down the shore. But even better, and I feel this very much so, I am loving all the memories I'm making watching the games with my son. Lisa, you got me right in the, right in the heartstrings right there because uh, I swear to you, I will be on my deathbed and last year's playoff run with the girls and listening to Dancing on My Own and dancing and celebrating. And I'm going to play Dancing on My Own with them tomorrow when I'm making them pancakes and I'm going to tell them all about the game. They're, they're absolutely some of my favorite memories ever. Uh, so, Lisa, I totally feel that. Hopefully everybody in the chat gets to, uh, you know, make special memories with family and friends right now because uh, this is special. This team feels special. You know, my wife texted me tonight, shout out, Addy, you better be watching, um, that she said, this feels like a team of destiny. This feels like a team that can do that thing. And it really does feel special. I love that you got all special and sentimental after talking about Yeah, I mean, that's half the fun of sports, isn't it? Leaving an upper deck in somebody's toilet in their house. Look at that. I go from upper decker to sensitivity. I'm, 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 yeah. Oh my God. You're like a pitcher out here. You're just switching it up. (laughs) Coming in hot with an upper decker. The The duality of man, Renee. The duality of man. Oh man. And thank you. Uh, I think it, I don't know who was in the chat that defined it for me. I didn't actually know what it was. I figured it out though. Thanks. Um, Oh no. Patrick Glenn tagged us in a tweet. I don't know what that was, but (laughs) either way, um, I'm scared. Either way, as you mentioned, it is special to have these moments. You know, when you look back, these are the, these are the moments that really allow you, your kids, your family, your friends, whoever, you're high-fiving, you're cheering, you're dancing while you're eating pancakes. This is what life is all about. And all my all my best memories in life have been around sports, whether playing, coaching, watching with my family. And you know, that's what I know that's what we talked about even earlier as we were looking, taking a trip down memory lane to 2010 to 1993 in Philly's history. Everybody's comments for the most part are, I remember that, I remember watching in 1993 with my dad. I remember, you know, I was sitting in class with my friends watching Roy Holiday in 2010 um, in that October 6th game. Like these are the moments, but this is why we love the Phillies because they give us these moments in Red October where we have a chance to really be able to uh, do something special. And you know where else you can do something special? Oh, where, Ray? Where? It's a place. So now as you are celebrating, dancing on your own, making those pancakes you can do so 
in your merchandise I, gear, I, apparel. I will, I will wear my overalls tomorrow, Renee, when I make pancakes. This, I promise you. You can store spatulas in the pocket. You can do so many things with them. They're so practical. You can be like, you know, Chef, Chef Jamie over there with the <laughs> Um, but Foco is the place where you can be able to buy any merchandise, apparel, gear, bobbleheads, similar to what's actually Jamie's got behind him. They've got things you can hang on their, on your wall. They've got things you can wear. They've got things you can have on your shelves. Foco, use that code PHLY for 10% off to be able to get a nice discount on their already great prices. And they deliver quickly. I actually got an order from Foco that delivered within a week. So Foco is the place. There's the flaps. Oh, Lord. Foco is the place to go. <laughs> <laughs> to get your merchandise all right guys i am not welcome in studio. into the phly phillies late night <laughs> broadcast i'm jamie lynch let's get horny phillies fans and i see things are going off the rails Jamie's <laughs> on the table see what happens when you leave the kids alone at home guys <laughs> for five hot seconds well you Tyler are you are officially the mom of the office after you rearranged and feng shuied the office uh, so you got the title of mom of the office already and mom's away and the kids are playing. Tyler's looking at me like I'm six years old and we're having a good time. The Phillies are up one nothing in Atlanta. Tell me why I was watching the game and I hadn't talked to Jamie and Tyler guys in, in our texting thread in quite some time. Not going to lie. I was getting nervous. I was like, oh no, what's happening in the studio? Are they burning things down? Are they shocked? <laughs> <laughs> I need to send help. <laughs> yeah uh, no we're, we're good <laughs> uh everybody in the chat seemed to enjoy that eugene crab said my harper home run parlay cashed so booze drugs and strippers tomorrow so you know there's this there's the nice memories with the family side of things and then there's partying like uh you're i don't know keith richards so party on eugene crabs have yourself a day I just pictured the actual Eugene Krabs partying down in Bikini Bottom. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, yes. So uh, Murphy, the catcher for the Braves, just came out in the locker room and confirmed, because Tyler and I were talking about it. It's one of the other plays of the game. A free run. Thanks, idiot. Um, a free run for him. Uh, it didn't look on replay like it was catcher interference, but the thing that told me it was, was the fact that Murphy didn't erupt. He wasn't like angry at the call. And once they showed it, he kind of pulled his hand back like, ow, that hurt a little bit. JT pointed right away. So the Braves fans, not only are they absolute scumbag, worst fans on the planet Earth, um, they actually did that on a correct call. And Murphy himself just said that in the locker room. So if you're from Atlanta and you're tuning in, uh, Trey Young still plays with no honor, and y'all are a bad fan base. Our Trey is better than your Trey, Atlanta. Um, look, the, the dead giveaway is when he reacted. I mean, the one yeah. rule as an athlete is you never react. I remember in soccer, um, growing, you know, playing soccer, the one rule is if the ball hits you on the hand or whatever, you don't you don't go shaking it off and, and saying, ow, my hand. Uh, you might be hurting a little bit, Murphy, but you don't actually show that you it was catcher's interference. And then on top of that, um, as you mentioned, the fans to throw stuff on to the field for a correct call makes me question, is that at the officials or is that at the Braves? Because you're frustratingly throwing stuff on the field, which to me is like I'm angry, I'm pissed off at – 
blank. But that blank is not the officials because they were correct. So are you just that mad at your own team? Because that's the only one that you're throwing stuff at. I think they're mad at themselves for being Braves fans because I said it to Tyler tonight. uh, And sorry, it was either I talked to myself or Twitter or I talked to Tyler. I was forced to talk to him. Uh, Just kidding, Tyler. I love you. Uh, But they should have one way more than one World Series title in the last like 30 years. Like they're just kind of a choke franchise. They're a great franchise in that they always find great players and they develop great players and they have an awesome farm system. And that pitching staff of the 90s dominated a decade of my life. But they always seem to choke. It's a shame. <laughs> well, what made it even better was JT Riamuto being the one that's batting, who may or may not know any a little something something about yeah, he was like, catcher <laughs> It was just the wrong, wrong time, terrible error. And thank you very much for, for allowing us to also uh be able to score another run on that one. Trey, thanks you for that, because our Trey is still better than your Trey. Um, I know I saw in the chat, but yeah, not only have we been following our game? Of course, we know the Astros beat the Twins earlier 6-4. to four. How about the Diamondbacks up 7-0 against the Dodgers in the top of the second? Clayton Kershaw, not Zach Wheeler. Not Zach Wheeler. No, he doesn't do well not in the playoffs. Zach. Yeah. Uh, look, the easier the road gets, the happier and happier Phillies fans become. Uh, and your foot is on their throat now. You've flipped the series on its head. Uh, Rob Thompson was asked post game about pulling out Ranger Suarez. And he had this to say, he said, you hate, you hate to take a guy out. He's pitching. Well, he knows he's pitching well, but because of the off days, it was Hoffman after Suarez, no matter what, just wanted to find the right spot for him. Nobody has a problem now that we know the game's over, uh, but you could tell Ranger was pissed. And the great thing about Ranger and why I just wanted to pinch his cheeks and watch him do the truffle shuffle was uh, he dove right back into the iPad. And he was like, I think Charlie O'Connor might have tweeted this. Like, he, he immediately dove into what could I have done better. And Ranger Suarez, let me just say this on behalf of all Philly fans, we love you, bro. That was awesome. I love seeing the passion. I love seeing him pissed. I loved seeing him go, why are you taking me out? I got this. I love Ranger Suarez. Yes, I do too. And uh, I don't want to pinch his cheeks like you do, but I do love Ranger. And I do love the fact that everybody's got the right mentality and, and idea right now for the Phillies. They, that's what we've continued to see. They don't care if it's their name getting called or somebody else's. They're going to continuously make sure they're rooting for their team and doing whatever it takes to help be ready to win. And in this moment, Ranger, it meant head into the dugout and your deck being cut short. But it's, again, a team-first, selfless mentality that this group has. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So let's talk about one of the other Phillies that's really, really cool. I like him a lot. I think he was a great signing. Um, And I'm happy that he's going to be here for... Oh, I don't know, another decade and has the chance to be. I don't want to say anybody can ever be greater than Mike Schmidt because that feels kind of impossible. But if if Bryce Harper puts a ring on his finger that says Philly's world champion on it, he is really going to have a chance to be in that discussion with Mike Schmidt as the greatest Philly we've ever seen. 
There's Bryce Harper's splits that Tyler has flashed up. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. You saw his struggles versus Strider. Well, it didn't matter come playoff time, Renee, because one of the most clutch hitters in Major League Baseball went up there and did what clutch players do, and he sent one into the right field. By the way, those seats are stupid out there. What are they at? A, like a college auditorium where they're like taking notes? What the hell is that right field bleacher section? It's, it's stupid. Uh, but Bryce Harper, my God, you're really good at baseball. I like that you're a Philly a whole lot. Yeah, and welcome, James. I'm happy that you're here. You said you saw an employee uh, watching our content or found out about our content from an employee and wanted to check it out. We're happy to have you here. You're the man, yes, James. we are. This is what we do. We talk about the Phillies on this show. We've talked about so many other teams, but let's stick to the Phillies. Now, what makes Bryce Harper's home run and scoring a run in general so much better is Again, pregame, we talked about who's important for the Phillies this series. Tyler mentioned Rob. You mentioned Bryce. I mentioned Marsh. We'll get to Marsh in a moment. Um, but Bryce Harper continued to show why he's a two-time MVP and doing big things. Uh, Bryce Harper has had the most hits, excuse me, the most home runners, home runners against the Braves. Now, that's of all Phillies players. So we've talked about the struggles of and, and Spencer Strider and his stupid mustache. Well, Bryce Harper doesn't have any struggles against the Braves. He continuously has hit best against the Braves of any team in Major League Baseball that he's faced and showed it again tonight. And Bryce Harper is the man. And we are thrilled that Bryce Harper is helping us get one step closer to a ring because he absolutely deserves it. And it would be a disservice to the end of his career if he doesn't walk away with a World Series. No, he's too, he's too damn good. Uh, you never want to see a great player. You know, like Charles Barkley is one of my all-time favorite athletes. Allen Iverson's up there. Joel Embiid's up there. You hate to see great generational talents never get that ring. And it just shows you how hard it is to win. Uh, but Bryce Harper absolutely deserves a ring. He is, uh, Jeff Passan had a tweet out tonight and said, you know, he's 30 years old and half his life has now been in the spotlight. And not only did he have the highest expectations in the world, he's outperformed them. And Renee, it made me think like, he's just like LeBron James and LeBron has more titles, but both had at age 15 SI covers with the most pressure, the most expectation uh, in the world to be a great player. And not only did they meet that great player level, they exceeded it. And then both off the field have been exemplary uh, citizens, teammates, family members, whatever the hell you want to call it. These guys just aced life. Bryce Harper, when he gets some rings is right there with LeBron James in terms of greatness to me for the respective sports. And I'm a huge LeBron fan. If anybody knows me well enough. Um, and I, I, I agree with that. It's hard for anybody in this world, especially athletes when you have those high expectations and the pressure of society is continuing to have you under like a microscope and for Bryce Harper to be so level-headed, you don't really, hear crazy things about Bryce Harper. Nothing. He performs. He's fantastic. 
just an overall fantastic guy beyond just baseball says a lot about his character he could be cocky he could be arrogant he could be a jackass and someone that's a pain in the clubhouse but Bryce Harper is a big reason why this team as you're talking about coach is built for the postseason Bryce Harper much like most of this group is very level-headed and definitely absolutely has the right mentality and focus Freddie Adu. oh I like Freddie Adu. that's a good friend Freddie of mine. Adu. Um, how the hell did he go to the chat Eugene Krabs brought him up, but there are so many athletes (laughs) that have high expectations as teenagers, and we're all adults here. Can you imagine, even at this age, having superstar expectations on you, Jamie, where people are constantly watching everything you do and picking apart everything you do, and if you fart wrong, they're saying, oh, you're not going to be an all-star or Hall of Famer. If you blink incorrectly, they're saying, oh, he's going to, he's hit a ceiling. Every little thing you're doing under the mic microscope to still elevate your game to still have the right personality to still be so good Bryce Harper is yeah he's he's definitely in that category he's all that in a bag of chips as they used to say in the 90s Renee he's all that uh everybody in the chat if you could do us a favor smash that like button smash that like button we want this to find as many Phillies fans as possible because here at all phly.com and the phly Phillies podcast we're, we we want to grow this into the best Phillies community on the internet. Um, not a place where old men go to yell at clouds, but a place where we can talk to Vince and Greg and Matt and Jeff and Casper the Ghost and Rick and Big Mike D. And we can all share in this together uh, and enjoy this run because this is fun as hell. I, you know, I found myself just driving into the studio tonight, Renee, like thinking about this team. And I was like, I don't think there's a single guy on this team I dislike. Usually when you have however many guys on a roster, there's usually a couple guys where you go, eh, whatever. He kind of sucks, but like he's wearing the jersey. I guess I'll support him. I genuinely like love all these dudes and it's such a fun team to support. It really is. Usually you have guys that are either terrible personalities, caught up in like scandals outside of the sport Um, or just annoying to literally watch. And I agree with you. There's really nobody that you have across the clubhouse that you're like, ugh, this guy again. Um, Overall, really good group. They're fun to be around. They, they, you, you root for all of them and they root for each other and they're really bought and it's really a brotherhood. I know it's super cheesy and cliche, but it's really a family there and that's their games. Yeah, they really are. So I just want to kind of run through some of my game notes I was taking uh, as we relive some of this game. Um, Schwarber in the first inning, not going to lie. I was like, oh, crap. It was a mistake. Is it the end of the world? Not really, but it was sloppy baseball. And I just went, uh, like my heart sunk, and I just went, oh, no, are they not, are they not dialed in? Are they not, are they not ready? And uh, it quickly dissipated, but I hated seeing that to start the game. You know, he was, he seemed to be the only guy tonight that had Spencer Strider's fastball timed and ready to go. He, he kind of hit him hard tonight. Uh, and unfortunately it just didn't really equate to uh, much, but a lot of guys weren't hitting the ball hard tonight. We'll get into Alec Bohm in a second, but, but Kyle Schwarber was kind of on that fastball. And I heard on the radio broadcast driving in, uh, Kevin Stocker was talking to Kevin Long, the Phillies hitting coach, and he was talking about that 
you know, that elevated high fastball that Strider throws and how important it was to jump him early. And you saw that from the Phillies. They were trying to hit a lot of first pitch fastballs tonight. And we'll get to them on the base pass. But from that aggressiveness standpoint in the box, that was that was awesome to see. And it and it shows you these guys are gamers and 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 they want blood. I was definitely happy to see um a, a couple of things. I think for me, one was the aggression piece, as you talk about being aggressive. Uh, the aggression piece of stolen bases was huge to have a Phillies postseason history um, setting number of five stolen bases successfully. Because as we know, in the wild card game, there was a moment that we all remember, Dusty, we were looking at you, where we felt like the Phillies, or Dusty specifically, was, was playing conservative. And we were saying, come playoff time, you cannot play conservative, whether it's stolen bases or just sending guys home. And to see Trey Turner steal two bases, to steal Bryce Harper steal, two, uh, steal a base, and then it pays off. Trey ends up with that uh, catcher's interference, scores a run. You know, you've got to take risks where it makes sense, of course. You've got to take risks in the playoffs because this is it. What are you saving it for? You know, you want to make sure every game you're leaving it all out there. You're not leaving anything up to chance. And you're also trusting in your guys. If their gut, uh, whether it's a stolen base or Bryce running home, their gut is to go. You've got to trust them to go. So I liked the trust and the aggression that we saw tonight offensively. I did also like on the other side of the ball and felt like the Phillies were doing a good job just defensively. That double play. <laughs> the double play. Trey Turner again. Um, you know, it just is remarkable to see how the Phillies on both sides of the ball, there's no weakness. You've got the depth in the bullpen. You've got the batting order is insane and out of this world and then you've got rojas trey turner bryce making a play at first base you've got guys that are able to on the other side of the ball just be so clean so those were the things i really enjoyed um i definitely did feel like bohm casty not a great day at the park but they're gonna have those days and that's when some others can step up the way that we saw bryce harper do the way that uh we, you know mostly Bryce, but also Trey Turner did, and even Bryson Stott did. Yeah, shout out Mickey Durkin in the chat. Sorry we missed you down at the game on Wednesday, Mickey. Uh, but this Wednesday, when we run it back at Citizens Bank Park, we are going to have an awesome tailgate party uh, with our buddies over at phillysportstrips.com. We're kind of collaborating. We're going to be in the Jetro lot, and it's awesome. It's for sale on the website. Check it out. We hope to meet a ton of you. Uh, I will shotgun beers if you force me. Um, there it is, 1.30 to 4.30. That is the, what, 5.08 start time that night. Um, so that's why it's 1.30 to 4.30. Three hours, I believe it's 50 bucks, and you get Cavs catering, you get uh, open bar. So if you're, if you're kind of like one of those people that doesn't really have the tailgate, and don't want to plan anything, and maybe you're cutting out of work early, maybe you're cutting out of school, and you want to come over, it, it's a great bang for your buck. I've done a bunch of these tailgates uh, with Vince and Bob and uh, the team down there, so they do an awesome job. Looking forward to hanging out and meeting a bunch of you uh, on Wednesday. Hopefully, it's a closeout game. Uh, can you imagine the vibes in the parking lot? Let's get weird in Jetro. Let's get weird. <laughs> Yes, I know a bunch of you were smashing the like button. 
continue to like, subscribe, follow, because we're also dropping updates on things like the tailgate or other giveaways that we're going to have. Like uh, tickets to that game? Giveaways. I don't know. Yeah. Ticket giveaways coming soon. Just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying that there is a ticket giveaway coming soon for game three. Yeah. Um, but, but you guys, as you're sharing in the chat, um, and Rob, we trust. Definitely, somebody said they'd like to see Jake Cave. Oh, MBDBDBF. That was good the first time, too. I'd rather see Jake Cave as a cruise ship entertainment director. Yikes. <laughs> I agree with you guys. Uh, John Dickerson, Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? What's your Scooby voice, Jamie? Do you have a. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Dickerson, if you want a wet willy, I, I will give you one upon request, you sick freak. I'll give you a wet willy. I'll give you two wet willies. I'll do it both at the same time. Double penetration. What up? Um, what was <laughs> There was a, a Tyler. My internet working and it's time for me Tyler, to go. Can you scroll up a little bit there on the chat? There was a comment I wanted to get to. Oh, there it was. Shout out no semicolons down in the ATL. Was at Truist tonight cheering on our boys. She said uh, he, she, they, whoever said it's hell getting out of this parking garage less right now, but it was well worth it. That's awesome. I know a couple people that made the trip down there to that sleepy ass, Benadryled up ass, pathetic crowd. Um, and the scumbags probably threw bottles all over the place. Uh, but that, yeah, that stadium sucks. It's got no personality. That fan base sucks. Uh, and the Phillies got their foot on their throats. And you know, Renee, you know their sphincters got real tight tonight. I'm with Eugene Crab said we have to put an NSFW tag on the show. <laughs> <Jamie>. <laughs> We're having fun. We're talking baseball. You know, we this show is not for children. Um, yeah. You kids okay, in bed. This is after 10 p.m. <laughs> The kids are yeah. This is after after hours. It's it's a little rowdy on here. And by there's there's a rowdy person on this show, and it's not me. I'm not gonna tell you who's the rowdy person on this show. I warned um, you. I warned you. I get irrational <laughs> in baseball playoffs. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. No semicolon saying it wasn't even a sellout. Can you imagine a Pathetic. playoff game in Philly not being a sellout crowd? Yeah. Wow. So, Renee, at my daughter's second birthday party um, earlier today, hence why I wasn't in studio for the pregame, uh, my wife spilled the beans to my family that um, I would join Tyler by getting a Phillies tattoo uh, if, they win the, if they win the World Series. And uh, my, my mother was, was none too pleased about that. So I just want you All to right. know. I know. I know somebody in the chat was saying I was going to get a tattoo. We've already established somebody's got to run the show. Jamie well, wait, and Tyler my, have to get my my cousin Tim said he's in also. So I I've recruited oh. a cousin. So we're now up to three people getting Phillies tattoos if they win the World Series. And if you're wow. in the chat and want to get a tattoo, maybe we can snowball this into a big old tattoo party up here. Wow. Speaking of um, parties, AJ Jones is two gummies in and was nervous by the seventh inning. Gummies Hell will do yeah, that to AJ. you. They hit you randomly and yet just are just out there. Don't, I may or may not know from experience, but look, AJ, were they five everybody. milligrams or 10? I want to know. <laughs> 
Spiralot is saying tramp stamps for everybody, basically. Um, I'm taking ass be... cheek. What are you going to get? A like big a, fat like Philly's pee on the ass cheek. Maybe shoulder. You're going to get a pee on the butt? Yeah, it's, I'll get a pee on the butt. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and then every time somebody has to see it on the internet, I'll have to show them my ass. Right on the ass. <laughs> it's it's the weird comment with the stare off after. <laughs> Just let it get marinated. Just let it sit there. <laughs> it's a thousand milligrams, oh, AJ. Jeez. Jeez, AJ. How are you Relax, functioning? What are you AJ. a whore? My lord. <laughs> God. You guys are wild in here. I'm gonna pray for all of you tonight <laughs> as I'm sitting calmly doing you know normal things like reading a book because i don't participate in these types of activities uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah <laughs> if you guys are looking to get to some games and um have some fun where there's real sellout crowds and real fans you can head over to the game time app the game time app is a place that you can be able to buy at a low cost nice and easy tickets to any game, concert, any venue that you're trying to get to. And you can use that code PHLY for $20 off of your purchase. Get a nice discount. Get a chance to go cheer on your teams. Go see some real fans. Have some real fun. And the Game Time app is the place to do it. You guys are wilding out right now on this PHLY Philly after dark rated R show, whatever you want to call it. Um, whew. Uh, my wife but, just texted. My wife just texted Renee, and she said, "After that win tonight, I endorse the tattoo." So look what the Phillies are doing; they're bringing people together. Wow. Bringing um, people together. One let's talk about time. another. Since this is the Phillies after dark, and Phillies fans are getting horny everywhere, let's talk about another Philly I love, <laughs> Bryson Stott. Weird tradition, by the way. <laughs> no, I think it's very normal to love Bryson Stott the amount I do. Um, that kid is the man. Every at bat he gives is a professional grind your teeth for the pitcher and get through it. Real son of a bitch at bat. Like he, he really can demoralize a pitcher with a single, like few, few batters I've seen in a Phillies uniform, um, in my life. I, 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 this kid is absolutely special. <laughs> he's, I, I well, can't, I Eugene can't Krabs wants to know if he's a little young for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, age is just a number as long as you're over 18, Eugene, you know what I mean? So like, well, once you're 18, it's fine, Tyler. He, Tyler's, you know, so uh, Bryson. Not the fact that you're married with children. It's, yeah, it's no, the fact that he's over I'm okay. pretty sure my wife would leave me for Bryson Stott as well. It's kind of a thing in our house. Uh, we're a big Bryson Stott house. I think Paige and Skyler would too. Yeah, and they're big fans. Welcome him in as their new dad. Yeah, that's fine. If if he wants to come in and take over the family, I, I would understand. He's that good. Hilarious. Hilarious. All right. Um, yeah. So just to recap while you were breaking down your uh love for Bryson Stott, well, I do that agree. RBI. I love Stott's game. I love the fact that in the postseason, especially, we see Stott shine brightest because it's not 
what you do in the regular season. It's what you do when you're in the clutch moments down the stretch that really defines, in my opinion, um, how talented you are. Mickey, you're saying he's locked in. Um, John Lennon says Stottie has got a body. Um, Spryce and Stotts is the effing man, Philly Mike. I agree with you. He is ridiculous, MBDBDBF. He gives and you Chase overall, vibes, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I it's, it's serious Utley vibes, maybe with less power, um, but potential to be better. Like, he's a better fielder than Utley. He's probably going to be a better overall batter than Utley. Uh, Utley probably just had better power. Uh, but he, he really does kind of have those vibes. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Russ, PhD, is saying he hits like Utley and throws like Trillo. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't compare in the sense of like, we want him to be Utley. Cause I, I always like to, it's always nice to compare like similar playing styles. And I do see some Utley vibes. Um, and you guys are getting out of control in the chat with the cosplay. Holy moly. Yeah. People are um, but, for the Phillies, Renee. My Lord, you guys are going left real quick. Y'all because it's, you know what? I agree. I, somebody just said it's cause I'm too drunk. And you need your bed. Yep, y'all sickos are the hit. The liquor or the edibles is hitting hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll settle down. John said, "Settle down, Jamie." Calm it down. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. it's you, I'm Jamie. You're turning up the people here. You're getting them riled up. Be back. Uh, no, I think oh, Trey Turner, Scott, lights out. Um, we expected Bryce Harper to be Harper Homer, and also I will say, I will say. Brandon Marsh was my player to watch. Didn't have a great game. I will not act like he did, but I love the fact the final play ended up in his glove. There you oh, go, guys. That's nice. There you go. Uh, and yes, Dr. Russ, PhD. I, I wonder if that's the Dr. Russ I used to know back in the day. I do know who Manny Trio was. Uh, don't worry. I may not have been alive for his play, but I am aware of my Phillies history. Uh, James tells us not to settle down. Um, and yes, John, of course, uh, Stott has a long way to go, but he reminds me of that early young Utley where it's like everything this kid does is right on a baseball field. Uh, I saw a defensive stat today that he's like, he was like fifth or sixth best in baseball, uh, in like either defensive efficiency or defensive, uh, run saved, whatever it was. And Tyler talked about. <laughs> Uh, our producer Tyler here talked about, you know, Rob Thompson being the X factor. And part of that was the bullpen decisions, but part of that was the aggressiveness on the base pass. And right after Bryce or uh, Bryson got one of his hits tonight, boom, took off right away. Uh, Trey, Trey took off right away all the time tonight. Uh, and they went down to Truist park tonight, not to hope to get to Strider. They went down there to cause some disruption and be aggressive uh, and as uh, Walter White would say, be the one who knocks. Uh, and it's pretty great to see. So if they can come back to, if they come back to nothing on Monday, uh, they're sweeping the Braves and that's going to be pretty embarrassing. Sweet. <laughs> and it was great to see the Phillies capitalize a run from the Spencer Strider error. Hadn't made an error all year, and then he sails one to first base, and because of Bryce Harper's hustle, uh, you know, he gets home and scores, and totally great to see them capitalize on that Strider error. 
Oh, I love to see it. I love every time we get Spencer Strider and his stash and a tizzy and he's fussing and he's doing weird things with his face and he's doing weird things with his hands. And it's just a sign of defeat. And it makes it taste that much sweeter to be winning mentally and on the scoreboard because these are the things that has the Spencer Striders scared to death to play at Citizens Bank Park. So it would be incredible if we can continue this into game two and we can bring a nice 2-0 lead back to Citizens Bank Park Wednesday. We'll have our tailgate. We'll be shotgunning beers. You guys will be doing weird things in Jetro lot. We'll all just be staying back watching and avoiding and we'll be able to celebrate and have a fun day headed back to Citizens Bank Park. But, yeah, everybody yeah. knows when weird things happen down there. They happen in the Jetro. Uh, shout out to Brian Shapila, who's it looks like a new face to me in the chat. Thanks for checking it out, Brian. We appreciate you. Uh, absolutely. We talked about the greatness of Bryce Harper. Um, you know, we talk about the greatness on the base pass tonight. Dr. Russ says Rojas could be better than Gary Maddox in center field. And that's a very high bar. Uh, as the great Ray Dinger once, you know, proclaimed, uh, two-thirds of the worth of the earth is covered by water. The other third is covered by Gary Maddox. Yeah, Rojas is that good and potentially better. Now, I wasn't watching Gary Maddox, you know, day in and day out, but I know of the legend and the lore and how great he was. I've never seen anything like Rojas um, defensively. He didn't get tested a lot tonight because the Braves only had five measly singles. <laughs> Losers. Uh, but Rojas, I've never seen anything like him in center field before. I know. He's he's so athletic and anticipates and reads the ball so well. And then he's so quick and able to get there. It's a, it's a crazy combination. But he also just makes it look easy. I think that's the craziest thing when you watch Rojas he makes difficult plays look very easy and he's so young doing so that. easy we're only going to get better with time and so i'm i'm thrilled for just I, I, like we talked about earlier i don't know a guy on this team that i really can look at and, and be like oh man this this one again but johan rojas we don't even talk about him enough because it's mostly on the defensive side we talk so much about the bullpen and hitting and home runs but Johan Rojas is lights out, fantastic, and one of my favorite Phillies to watch. Um, I think he's so cute. He just is so happy, and I feel like he's always just like, whatever you need, Rojas has you covered. And Castellanos um, is making him slutty. Showing yeah, some skin I like out there. He's that a little bit, maturing him, putting some hair yeah. on his chest. <laughs> uh, thanks for the kind words, Mike, uh, in the chat. Thanks for joining us, Caitlin. We see some new people tonight, and – I'm telling you, Renee, uh, Philly's after dark. The fans are getting horny for baseball. Uh, but Tyler did make a graphic about the bullpen use tonight, which was the story of the game. I mean, Rob Thompson might as well go offer his services to the Masterclass app. And if you want to know how to manage a bullpen, it was tonight. So right after he pulls Ranger, he said, I was going to Jeff Hoffman no matter what. It was only one out. Uh, he did walk to one guy, but he got a huge strike out there. Next inning, he comes back with Sir Anthony in the fifth. I believe that was the fifth, right? Or is that the fifth? Yeah, the fifth. Um, yeah. Sir Anthony was throwing gas. He was hitting 99 tonight. Uh, by the way, a couple couple iffy calls here and there throughout. Even Ranger got squeezed on one that should have been uh, a strikeout. Sir Anthony got squeezed on one or two. 
uh, where the consistency just wasn't there for the ump. Then he goes to Alvarado for one inning pitched, only allows the one hit. Orion Kirkering comes in for one inning, uh, does come back out for the next inning. And this is where Rob talks about it, Renee. You know, that quick hook with guys. He threw four straight balls. Uh, I believe it was to Acuna, if my mind is working properly. Um, and he said, nope, you're done. And he pulled him after four pitches. Then he goes to Strom. Uh, and, you know, Craig Kimbrell kind of gave you an easy one tonight. It wasn't too anxiety-ridden. It wasn't guys on base and tying runs up. I, I will say I pooped a little bit when Matt Olson came up as the tying run with the game on the line. That's the proper face for when I say that, yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm going to keep moving along after that comment. I do like the quick hook because a player like Orion, like you're trying to instill confidence in these guys, which is why you're getting them postseason reps and, and getting them at the mound. But you don't want it to go left and be something that's discouraging and can spiral out of control. No pun intended, spiral out. But overall, oh. for Orion, <laughs> for Orion to walk Acuna, and obviously we know that that the Braves in general have the ability to just start straight fire, I should say, of of hits and home runs. You don't want to keep him out there too long, and God forbid the next batter is a hit or anything worse than that. You know, it has the potential of putting some extra pressure that you don't want. And Rob Thompson has spoken a lot about not wanting guys to feel that pressure like it's their fault, it's not on them. And for Orion, especially as such a young pitcher, you know, if you if you give up a run after the performance that we had seen so far, that's that's hard to mentally come back from. So I am okay with the fact that they pulled Orion and, and everybody got their one inning and then they got pulled. And Craig Closer Kimbrell, uh, who we've, we've heavily talked about on this show and not always in the most positive way, just showed us exactly who he is, looked exactly like the Craig that we know, the Hall of Famer, the one that set records in his rookie season and all the way through. Um, this is this is the guy that can get, get saves, close games out. And I don't fully trust him either, A.J. Jones, but I'm more confident after having each of them get their inning and just be steady throughout. So I loved the way that Rob Thompson was out there, puppet master, just pulling the strings that was needed <laughs> and able to make those quick decisions. Because on the in the regular season, there were times we felt like Rob wasn't making adjustments fast enough. Well, it's playoff time. Playoff P, baby. Playoff Phillies. It's a whole different story. And Rob, and you be trust, Rob. Two, two, trust. Uh, two comments really made me uh, chuckle there while you were talking. Uh, one was, uh, Tyler, if you can scroll up a little bit there for me, uh, one was, uh, Spencer Strider is definitely that dude <laughs> who smacks his own ass during intercourse and yells, yes, daddy. The other one who scroll up a little bit further was, I believe MBDF, uh, you got a lot of letters in there. Strider does 55 in the passing lane. <laughs> What's he from Jersey? We actually know We know those people. I can't stand when people get in the passing lane and drive and are Sunday cruising. I could totally see Spencer Stash Strider in the passing lane going 10 miles below the speed limit. 
Um, you do realize Jersey is a pretty bad offender of that, right? Worse than PA. No. Yeah. Everybody from Jersey always no. likes to say, oh, PA drivers are always in the left lane, not, you know, not driving fast enough. Jersey, it's like they, they love it over there. I just want you to know that, Renee. No, Jersey drivers know the rules of the road. You don't get in the left lane driving slow. You strictly get in the sure left lane for speed. And sometimes you even use the you shoulder sure if you that? have to. I've seen Jersey drivers driving the shoulder to go around somebody, even in traffic. We sure are a good that? driver. Now, it depends on what part of Pennsylvania you're talking about. We're talking about Amish uh -huh. country. We're talking about uh -huh. Philly. We're talking about Bucks County. <laughs> they don't <all> <laughs> well you know if you're from any of those locations you can access the DraftKings sportsbook and things are heating up in the ballpark especially out in la right now where the dodgers are just getting worked every team is playing to the finish this season to make the playoffs and finish strong and with DraftKings sportsbook you won't miss a moment of the baseball action New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, if you're not new and you're just an existing customer like myself, uh, you can take advantage at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHLY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHLY. It's right up there on the screen for you. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See dkng.com slash baseball for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after which it's Eligibility and <laughs> I thought I had it. And then the last three words tripped me up. My voice failed me. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So deflating. I thought I had it. I thought I had a new record. The way you sound like an old muffler. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my voice is in bad shape. I need some of that and tea and honey tomorrow. Oh, wow. Man. The last three <laughs> words. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I've, I've shamed my family. Shame. Yeah. Shame. 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 Yeah. Tyler says this is why Addy loves Stop more than me. He came to play tonight. I blew it on the last three words. It's just not good enough. You had one. Uh, you had one job, Jamie. I know. I know. One job. All right, Renee. That is it. Phillies are up one nothing. It's been a fun night here. But guess what? We got birds tomorrow. And I will be on at 3.30 doing the pregame show with Bo Wolf and Zach Berman. They're out in L.A. Eagles fans are taking over Santa Monica and L.A. How are you feeling about the game tomorrow? Cooper Cup uh, is back for the Rams, so they have to deal with Cooper Cup and Puka Nachua, who's like 
the waiver claim of all time right now in fantasy football. Do the birds come home five and zero tomorrow? Yes, they do. Yeah, get yourself together over there. Birds, absolutely. The Eagles are are winning. Um, I know somebody was saying the trifecta. We need a Philly. You got a Phillies win tonight. We need an Eagles win tomorrow. We need a Phillies win again on Monday. Um, yeah, the the Eagles are not playing great. I I can admit that. But I think this team, much like we actually saw the Phillies earlier this season, they're taking their lumps now. You need adversity early in the season. You don't want things to be perfect too soon. And now you're riding on this wave of confidence that you haven't actually deserved or or earned. You need to be battle-tested early. And every game is a battle because they went to the Super Bowl. Teams are coming out to play the the Eagles with their best – in their best games. Look at Washington. Smoked by the Bills. Couldn't score at all, score a measly field goal at the end, and then come out against the Eagles and look like world beaters. So I'm not believing and feeding into all the negativity that people are trying to spew around the Eagles. The Eagles, it doesn't matter. They always get up to play against their opponent, and they're going to win again and go up 5-0 and remain undefeated. Yeah, I think Bam. they're going to be 5-0 as well. And then Monday, we get game two. Zach Wheeler on the bump. Uh, a plus 138 favorite on DraftKings, which is a great sign to see. Uh, let's hope uh, stupid, uh, what's his name, Max Fried and his blister. I hope it I hope it pusses up tonight and gets real bubbly on him. And uh, you can't pitch with Band-Aids in the playoffs, Max. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but fun time tonight. Phillies flip the series on its head, take game one on the road. We will be back on Monday with you pre and post and then Wednesday, hopefully tailgating with all of you down at Citizens Bank Park Uh, for Renee down in Florida uh, for myself back here in Philadelphia. What a night. Phillies go up one night, nothing. And thanks to our man, Tyler, for producing today's show. Renee, safe travels home and we will see you uh, Monday morning here in Philadelphia. For everybody that was in the chat tonight, hit that like button on your way out. We appreciate and love all of you. Go Birds, go Phillies. Have yourself a night, everybody. See you soon. Woo-hoo.